here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. All right, now, because we disagree, we're, that don't mean we're not brothers and sisters in Christ. Whether Christ has already returned or Christ is going to return had nothing to do with your salvation. But what happens is when he came, he came to bring salvation. Now, either the people who was under grace already had salvation or they was waiting for their salvation. That's the key. Uh, if you don't have not received Christ, you're still waiting on him. I just don't want you to be in a position where you are in unbelief and believing the wrong thing in the body of Christ. Now, my responsibility is to give you instructions, and that's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm going to be talking about today, we are in volume two, we are already on part number three, and we're going to talk about, uh, on the verse number 13, there's two parts to that verse. It said, looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious, the glorious appearing of, of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So here we are 2,000 years later. Now, if we were Israel 2,000 years ago, before the cross, they were waiting for the Lord to come, the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures. Here we are 2,000 years later, and people are still waiting for the Lord to come again. Now, I'm going to be teaching on the second part, the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. That is, that is Titus 2.13. The glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, that's what we're going to talk about. The glorious, appear, the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, once again, I believe the scripture teaches us that Jesus came 2,000 years ago to the people that Titus pastored, to the people that Paul pastored, to the people that John, James, Peter pastored. But there are people who believe that he's not talking to them, he's talking to us today. Now that's where we disagree, but let's get counsel from the Lord, shall we? Because this is how we, we know. We, you just can't just develop something and say, because somebody told you. You can't just base your salvation on somebody said. You know, because that's what, you don't want to do that. You, you got to go by the Bible. You know, let every man be, let God be true and every man a liar. So let's see what the Word say. Because I used to believe like you believe that Jesus was going to come. Until I got knowledge and understanding. So let's, let's look at that, would you? Now, let, let me tell you why that is so important. Now, uh, I'm going to give you some things, and I'm going to show you why this word is so important. Uh, uh, let's go to the, Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 19. Now, let's go and see, because I, I, I can't help from after I have been a student for 40 years. I can't see 
that is going to have to come. I'm going to give you a lot of places. Jesus appeared many times in the Bible. I'm going to show you that Jesus Christ appeared many times, Old Testament and New Testament. So the appearing of Jesus Christ is what we're talking about today. The glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Now this is what Israel was waiting for, was when he come, what he was going to do. Let's go back and show you what he said to the people of his day, shall we? The Gospel of St. Luke chapter 19, and we're going to be looking at verse 11. Now, he's going to give a parable of the 10 pounds. So we can be able to look at the word and find out who is he talking to here. Remember, my job is to give you instructions. My job is to give you knowledge. Your job is to accept the knowledge that I give you. And then let the Holy Spirit give us understanding. Let me say that again. My responsibility as a pastor, I, I, I think of my dear sister, one of the ministers of this church, uh, Minister Eva Brown. Let's, before we do Luke 19, let's go back in the King James, look at something else, okay? Let's go back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. We'll come back to Luke just a moment. Just put something there. Write that down, Luke 19, 11. But let's go and look at something here, Jeremiah 3, 15. I'm going to give you a few scriptures here to show you why what I'm saying. In Jeremiah chapter 3, now this is what God gave Minister Eva Brown, one of the ministers of our church. She's been with our ministry 30 years now. And, and look, look at something God said there, Jeremiah 3.15. Now we were in the basement, condemned building, but we were ministering the word. And this is when she came, this was her testimony. Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, both of the words together in the Old Covenant, but let me show you how they work. I will give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, that's what the people of the church are supposed to receive is the knowledge. You get the knowledge from me, you get the understanding from the Holy Spirit. Just want to make sure you understand that. You get the knowledge from me, you get the understanding from the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, let me show you why we're in the Old Covenant. Uh, let's go to Hosea 4.6. After the book of Daniel, you have a book called Hosea. Hosea. And I want to look at chapter 4, and we want to look at verse 6 and 7. Now, this is why I'm saying to you, your responsibility is to receive the knowledge of your pastor. I believe God had me on these airways. I believe he had me to help people. Well, if he, God's going to help you, you have to receive the knowledge. Or you already know. And a lot of times we're at the place where we think we know. But when we receive the knowledge, the Holy Ghost will help us. He can't help you if you don't receive the knowledge, I want you to understand that. God cannot help you when you reject his knowledge. 
When you want to know something, you're going to know it by accepting the knowledge. Now, if I'm wrong, God's going to show you that. If you're wrong, God's going to show you that. But he's the one that gives understanding. Here we go. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. One word. Why was Israel destroyed? One word. So when, when God sent them prophets, when God sent them wise men, when God sent them people, they were to receive the knowledge, but they rejected it. And here the Bible said, my people destroy for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. They rejected it. So when they rejected the knowledge, watch what God says. I will also reject you. Now you can be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of thy God, I would also forget thy children. And they will, and as they increase, so they sin against me. Therefore, I would change their glory and their shame. Israel rejected God's knowledge. So God could not fulfill his word in their lives. God give you wisdom when you get saved. When you get born of the Spirit, you have the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the principal thing. That's the first thing happen when God gives you when you get saved. But my responsibility as your pastor is to give you knowledge, feed you with knowledge. Then the Holy Spirit gives you the understanding of God's Word. That's how it works. All right? Now, let's, let's uh, show you one more. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13. I'm giving you three, three places in the Word. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13. See, I'm not, I'm not the one uh, who give you the understanding in the new covenant. New covenant, you have the Holy Spirit. Old covenant, they, they gave them both. You know, but my job is to give you the knowledge of God's word, and the Holy Ghost's responsibility is to cause you to understand the word. All right, here we go. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13 says, Therefore my people... This was Israel. Watch what it says. My people are gone into captivity. My people destroyed. Now they're gone into captivity. For one reason, because they have no knowledge. Now, though mean knowledge was not offered them, they rejected it. They killed the preachers. They killed the prophets. They stoned them that God sent to them. Because they thought they already knew the word. And that's what happened with so many people. When God won't raise up somebody to teach you, you feel like you already got it. You know what I mean? Because you heard somebody else you trusted in told you something and they were wrong. This is how you get straight in the word. Just forget everything you learn and hear it for the first time. And let the Lord teach you. If I'm wrong, he's going to show you. If you're wrong, he's going to show you. Therefore, my people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished, and their mother too dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell has enlarged herself, opened her mouth without measure, the glory in their multitude and their pump, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. They, they destroy it for lack of knowledge. One reason. God sent them prophets, and they stoned them, rejected them. 
See, God can't help you if you reject the person of God sending you to teach you. See, God, you know, you, know, you see that all the time. People want somebody else. Well, I'm not, I'm not the pastor who's going to give you all of this other stuff. You know, see, people like that. They, they, they want somebody to turn them on. That's what joy is for in the Holy Ghost. Turn you on. Peace in the Holy Ghost is to make sure you're quiet in your spirit and to make sure that you are walking in, your, in the grace of God. The peace that, that passes all understanding. That what keeps you at night, keeps you when you go. All this other stuff that people have been trying to give you See, you want to be turned on. You, 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 want to, you, you want that flesh to come out. I don't have no flesh for you. I got the knowledge of God's word for you. That's all I can give you. That's what God gave me, is the knowledge of his word. I'm not going to give you no flesh so you can make it, make it sound good. I'm not, I'm not old. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to give you no high fives and slap somebody. All that ain't none of me. All right, my job is to make sure you get this word. Amen? All right, now let's go on. I'm talking about the glorious appearing of, of Christ Jesus, of Jesus Christ. Now, let's go now back to where we were supposed to be at, and that was the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 19, verse 11. All right, now in, in Luke chapter 19, verse 11, I'm teaching you on the parable of the 10 pounds. Now, what you want to hear is I'm giving you the knowledge. You think Jesus Christ is yet to come. That's why you hear so many people today will tell you every time they see a situation on earth, well, you know the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming soon, and all of this. See, let's, let the Holy Ghost show us. All right, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 19, verse 11, is what I'm waiting for. All right, here we go. And now they heard these things, he added, and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem. And because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Now, you remember last week I taught you on the kingdom of God. That was my message last week. I taught you on the kingdom of God. All right? Now, looking for the kingdom, remember? Now, they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain, now he's teaching them about the kingdom. So he said, listen, a certain nobleman went into a far country. Now he's talking about himself. To receive for himself, there it is, a kingdom. Now remember, they, they was asking him about the kingdom. We showed you this back in the 17th chapter of Luke, where they talked, they asked him about the kingdom. They demanded Luke 17 and 20 says, they demanded when was the kingdom of God should come. So he said, the kingdom of God come not with observation. Neither say you said low here or low there, but the kingdom of God within you or among you at that time. So here in Luke 19 and 11, as they heard these things, he added, and he spake a pair because he was not to Jerusalem, because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country. Now, he is that nobleman. To receive for himself a kingdom. Now, he's teaching them 
that he's going to go away, but he's going to get a kingdom. And he is to return. Now, my point is this. If he did not tell you he's going to get a kingdom, why would he come back to you? Why would it not be the people he's talking to in the Bible? He is talking to the people in the Bible. Isn't that right? We just showed, we just showed you that, right? Now, in verse number 13, he called his ten servants. Now, those ten servants are ten tribes, which is Israel. They are his servants. So he's telling you the parable. If you can get the parable, you know it's not talking to you today. And he called his ten servants, his ten tribes, delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, so he told you who he's talking to, the ten tribes. He told them, occupy till I come. You can't get yourself in there nowhere. He told them, occupy till I come. But his citizens, now remember you before the cross, so you wasn't even saved before the cross because you were saved by the cross or through the cross. So you know he's talking to Israel. He called his ten servants and delivered to them his ten pounds and said to them, occupy till I come. But his citizens, the ten tribes, hated him. His ten tribes sent a message after him saying we would not have this man to reign over us. This is what the, 12, the ten tribes of Israel said. See, two tribes followed him. Judah and Jerusalem or Judah and Benjamin. They followed him, but not the other ten. In verse 15, it came to pass that when he was returned. Now he's talking to Israel at that time. He said when he was returned, having received the kingdom. So that means that if you wait on Jesus to return, you've been lied to. But just let the, let the word tell us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called to him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Now I'm going to run through this 16 down to verse number 26, because he he, he called the first, he called the second, he called the, the third. But let's go down in verse number 26. We are in Luke 19, 26. My job is to give you the knowledge, Holy Ghost give you the understanding. Verse 26, but I say to you that unto everyone which, which has been given. So he, he didn't give it to you. He gave the pound to his ten tribes. Now he said I, I, to you, Unto every one which has been given, and from him that hath not, even that he has shall be taken away from him. But those my enemy, them ten, twelve tribes, them ten tribes, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. That's what happened when he came back. So he's giving you what happened. They rejected the kingdom. But the key is he gave them 10 pounds. Well, we know what they gave, we know what he gave them because he gave them his faith. So that's why he says in Luke 18, you write there in Luke 18, 
He said when he returned, will he find faith? Now you and Luke, you look at Luke 18 and verse 6 through 8. See, all of it, everything is right here. If you study the word, you know, you know that person who told you that is wrong today. Luke 18, verse 6 to verse 8. I know what he gave them. Here it is. The Lord says, hear what the unjust judge says, and shall not God avenge his own elect, talking about Israel, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he would avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, he's talking to Israel, shall he find faith on earth so I know what he gave them. He gave them faith. That's what he gave them. He gave them faith. And so they were... To hold on to their confidence, the word confidence is their faith until the end. All right, let's move on. Now, let's go on and show you some more. Let's go to Matthew 16, 27, 28. Back, back to Matthew chapter 16. We're just going to look at two verses, 27, 28. I'm giving you some knowledge. I'm getting ready to get into my teaching today on the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. But we got to be honest that he's not talking to us today. But I'm going to give you the scripture. Holy Ghost will give you understanding. There's no way you can get understanding if you reject the knowledge I'm giving you. Matthew 16, 27, 28. Here you go. The Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his holy angel and then shall he reward every man according to his works. Does it sound like you? Remember, on the yoke cup dispensation of grace, you're not saved by works. Ephesians 2, 5 through 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works. On the day of dispensation, they were saved according to their works. All right, the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his holy angel. Then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say to you, there shall be some standing here. Think about what he just said to them. There shall be some standing here which shall not taste of death, which shall not die, till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. They was waiting for the kingdom. Jesus told them he was going to get the kingdom and return. Now he told them there will be some of you standing here which shall not die till they see me coming in the kingdom. See, God will give you the understanding of his word if you just receive the knowledge. But you can't go by I think I know. That's not going to get it. Look at the Gospel of St. Matthew's. Chapter 26, show you one more. Matthew 26, 62. Matthew 26, 62. Now, here he's at the end of his ministry, and the high priest has him. 
They're getting ready to crucify him. You think he's going to change his confession? No. The Bible says he witnessed a good profession before Father, didn't he? Here it is, Matthew 26, 62. 26, 62. The high priest arose and said, Answer thy nothing. They was asking him, was he the Christ? What is it that these witness against you? You talking about you're going to destroy the temple and build it in three days? Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, Thou hast said, nevertheless I say to you, hereafter, he's talking to the high priest, hereafter, high priest, shall you see the Son of Man coming, first of all, sitting on the right hand of power. You're going to see it. And you're going to see me coming in the clouds of heaven. You're going to see it. Information. God has given us information. God has given us knowledge. If you receive the knowledge and believe the knowledge, God will give you understanding. But if you reject the knowledge, you'll never know God's word. I'd rather just receive the knowledge. See, all it's going to mean is somebody lied to you. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Okay, now, let's look at the appearings, shall we? Let's look at Mark 16, 9. You and Matthew, let's go to 40. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 16, and verse 9. Now, we're going to read that uh, 16.9, probably to the end of the chapter. But I just want to show you something. This was the gospel of St. Mark written to the Jewish believer. All right, the gospel of St. Mark, chapter number 16, and we're going to start reading verse 9. There we go. He said, now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first, to Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, I'm sorry. Now here's Jesus, died on a cross, and the Bible says he appeared, when he rose from the dead, he appeared to Mary Magdalene first. Now you got to understand something. He's talking about the first somebody who appeared to him, he appeared to after the cross. But he appeared to people in the Old Covenant. We're going to show you that a little later. So you're talking about the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were waiting for him to come bringing his kingdom and raising the dead and fulfilling the book of Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. We'll show you all of that. All right? Now, we're in the Gospel of St. Mark chapter 16. And verse 9, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, of whom he had cast out seven, seven devils. She went and told them that had been with her 
while they were mourning and weak, which was his disciples. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believe not. Verse number 12. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. That was in Emmaus. That was in Luke chapter 24, verse 13 through 35. I don't get there. Two disciples on their way home. And they went and told it to the residue of the twelve. Neither believed they them. Now Mary Magdala saw him, went and told the disciples. They didn't believe it. Two disciples on the road to Emmaus saw Jesus. They didn't believe it. See, what was happening was with, with the people, Jesus was appearing, but they just didn't believe it. All right, here we go. Afterwards, and verse 14 now, the Bible says, he appeared to the eleven. And they sat at meat, upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. The two men on the road to Emmaus, they didn't believe them. Mary Magdalene, they didn't believe them. All right. Now in verse number 15, he said to them now, he said to them, not you, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. He talking about damned means destroyed. Remember the, uh, the parable I gave you in Luke chapter number 19? Those 10 that did not want me to reign over them, he destroyed. Verse 17, after these things, after these signs shall, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. So that's why that was given to them to go into all Israel. They were to cast out devils, speak with new tongues. They take up any daily thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and shall recover. Now after this, they were going to all Israel. We showed you that last week, Matthew 10, 23. We showed you that. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they, see, that he's not talk, telling you to go in all the world. See, you, you, you believe, we believe people who lie to us. Man, you know, that's an awesome thing for, for us to understand that we believed people who lied to us. They didn't know. Every church pretty much you go to, they'll tell you God told us to go into all the world, preach the gospel. Man, we would, we would listen at TV stations and when they come on the air, the first thing they said, this is the mission of the church. God told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel and want us to send them the money, and we did. And we realized God didn't tell them to do that. God wasn't talking to them. See, this is why the church needs to understand what God told them to do. God didn't tell the church, the New Testament church, to go anywhere. I got a series on my podcast showing you that God 
called us. Nowhere in the Bible, in the New Covenant, God sent the church anywhere. The church name is called out. Even that word church means you call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He called you out so you can be taught and educated. So you can receive the knowledge of God's word. Now, you're going to go back home to your family. You're going to go to work Monday. You're, going to, you're not talking about that. We're talking about these folks who leave their family, leave their churches, and go out on some mission that they're supposed to save the world and lose their lives and everything else. God didn't tell you that. All right, here we go. We're in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, and verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and the Lord confirming the word with signs following. Amen. See, they did that. L let me show you in the new covenant. Let's start off here. Let's go to Matthew 24, 14. Write these down. I'm going to give you three things we're going to come to. Always have a pencil and a paper by you. You're going to follow me. You've got to be able to be ready. You out there in television land, Facebook, you need pencil and paper. I'm going to give you some scriptures. First of all, I'm going to give you Matthew 24, 14. Write that down. Matthew 24, 14. Then we're going to go to Romans 10, 18. See, you can't think you know. You can't think you know. You, you, you have to understand you have to be, be a student. When you come sit on this message here, you got to sit down and get a pencil and paper. That's the first thing Sister Crump told you, right? Because you're going to need you don't need this. They went forth. Matthew 24, 14. Romans 10, 18 is the second scripture I gave you. And then we're going to go to Colossians 1. And we're going to look at verse 6 and 23. And then we're going to look at the last scriptures, Matthew 28, 18. Now, I want you to put those things down. Let's look at those. All of those are talking to Israel. They went forth. Let's show it to you. What did they go forth to do? Who they went forth. Put down Matthew 10, 23. One more. Matthew 10, 23. They went forth. Because people today have been deceived. We think people are being told like I said the other day, I know a person that, I mean, this person is leaving everything. Everything, because they believe God told them to go out there and preach the gospel. Been deceived. Been deceived. Because people got it wrong. Let's go back to Matthew 24, 14. We're going to run through these. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 24. From there, we're going to go to Romans 10, 18. 
Matthew, while we're we in Matthew, we're going to look at both of the scriptures in Matthew. Matthew 24 and verse 14. Then we're going to go to Matthew 28, 18. We're going to look at both of those while we're in Matthew. Matthew 24. Watch what Jesus says to them. This gospel. We're also going to look at Matthew 10, 23. We got three in Matthew. We look at all of them while we're in Matthew. This gospel of the kingdom. You're not preaching the gospel of the kingdom anymore. The gospel of the kingdom is not preached for salvation. The gospel of the kingdom, the purpose of the gospel of the kingdom was who is Jesus. So the gospel of the kingdom was to show them who is Jesus the Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is not for you to be saved. There's no one in the Bible, the Bible said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached so you can be saved. Watch what this for. And this gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24, 14 says, shall be preached in all the world, talking about Israel, for witness, not for you to be saved, for witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. So, so they had to preach the gospel of the kingdom for witness that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then the end would come. That's 2,000 years ago. Did they do that? Because if they did that, the end came. But you got to understand what the end was, the end of the Old Testament, the end of the law, the end of the Mosaic natural physical system. All right, here we go. We're in Matthew. We're going to go now to Matthew chapter 10, verse 23. That's the second Matthew. Here in Matthew chapter 10, start with verse 22. Back up one verse, 22. Here we go. He says, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Now he's talking to his 12 disciples because he sent them out. You go back there and read verse number 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep of Mr. Woods. So we know he told them, be ye therefore wise as serpent, but harmless as dove. So we know he sent them out. Down in verse 22. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endure to the end shall be saved. So they know he didn't endure to the end. I just showed you that at the end of the old system, the Mosaic law. Verse number 23. But when they persecute you in this city, flee into another city. Verily I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel to the Son of Man become. See, we got to understand, there was no United States. We, we, you know, you, you sit here and think he's talking to us, and you know, you know, the, our history does not start 2,000 years ago. There were no United States. There was no America. But you got people will tell you that. He's talking to us. No, he can't not. He's not talking to you. They lying to you. Watch what it says. But when they persecute you in this city, verse 23, flee unto another, for verily I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. All right, now let's look at Matthew 28. There's one more. Matthew 28, 18. 
See, the key is, will you receive the, un the knowledge? Will you, uh, will you be taught? Will you allow the Spirit to teach you? That's what it's all amounts down to. When it's time for something, no, 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 no. Because you, you're holding on to what somebody else told you that's dead and gone. And they were wrong. And they left you with that lie. And God want to help you. Let him teach you. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Here we go. Jesus came and spake to them. What them? His 12 disciples. And he said to them, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Here we go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. What nation he's talking about? The 12 tribes of Israel. Go and teach all nations, baptizing them. Because they were called to repentance. When you read Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist called the nation of Israel to repent. All power is given in heaven and earth. Go and all, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them, watch what they were supposed to teach them, this gospel of the kingdom, teaching them to observe all things whatever I have commanded you. Well, what did Jesus preach? The gospel of the kingdom. And lo, now most people misunderstand this because they don't get understanding, they don't get it on knowledge. Watch what this says. Lo, I am with you always. Now, it doesn't stop right there. See, if, if, if you put that on you, then you are thinking the Lord will leave you. But he's talking to them because, believe, because they were to be with him to the end of the world, end of their dispensation, and then he was going to come back and get them. He's not talking to you. Watch what it says. Matthew 28 and verse 20. Teaching them deserve all things whatsoever I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That word world bears the age, even to the end of the age, even to the end of their dispensation, even to, the, even to the end of the Mosaic system, the world, the natural. Can't be talking to you because Christ is in you forever. Because you have everlasting life. Ain't that right? If you got everlasting life, he's not with you to the end. If you believe that, that means when I die, he's not with me no more. Listen, he's in you so you won't die. All right, now let's go back and look at some of these. We gave you the gospel of St. Mark. We showed you the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Let's go and show you from the book of Acts chapter 7. No, 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 I'm not done. I got some other things I got to give you first. Romans chapter 18, I think it was. What was it? Romans chapter 10 and verse 18. Don't, don't let me get away from what I'm supposed to be doing. Look, from the book of Romans, chapter 10 and verse 18, and then we're going to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 23. 
you got, I know y'all got that stuff wrote down for me. All right, here we go. Did they go, did they go everywhere? Let's show you. Romans 10, 18. But I say, have they not heard? Have not Israel heard? Yeah. Verily their sound went into all the earth. They heard. Preachers, God's apostles went into all Israel. And their words to the ends of the world. They went and they preached to all Israel, to the ends of the world. They heard. The next verse said, but I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people in a foolish nation would I anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest of them that asked not after me. But unto Israel, he says, all day long, I have stressed out my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Israel rejected God's word. Did, did they go tell them? Yeah. All right, let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Just like today, just like today, if you go and try to tell people today, which this is not talking about today, they're not going to accept it. Because they've been told by the body of Christ, God help me. They have been told by the body of Christ that their Savior and Messiah is soon to come. So they are rejecting the message of the cross. And the reason why they are rejecting the message of the cross is because the people who telling them Jesus is coming, your Messiah is coming, your Savior is coming, is causing them to reject salvation today. So they believe if they die, they go in the ground, and God is going to send Jesus, and when he comes, he's going to raise him from the dead. Can't you see what's happening? A nation of people, nations of the world, nations of the world are believing the wrong message. Because America, ministries, got it wrong. That's sad. And when I saw this, Mrs. Crump, it caused, it caused grief because I know people would tell me, you know, we, 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 we can't believe what you're believing. We have to still believe what we believe because we're waiting on our Messiah. You know who told them that? The people in America. The pastors in America that's on television. That's who's telling them. Jesus is still coming. Because nobody wants to be taught. Nobody wants instructions. Everybody thinks they already know. And people are dying, going to hell, waiting, rejecting the cross today for their salvation, dying, going to hell, waiting for Jesus. That ought to hurt you. Hurts me. Let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 6. 
And verse number 23, did they go and do it? Verse number 6, Colossians chapter 1, verse 6. Did they go? Let's see what the word says. Let's start reading verse 3, Colossians 1 and 3. Back up to verse 3 because I'm going to have to put this together. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, Paul says, since we heard your faith in Christ Jesus and your love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Remember, their hope was laid up for them in heaven, which is come unto you, as it is in all the world, Paul says, and bringing forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth, which is come unto you. Did you hear what he says? Verse 6 says, which is come unto you. The gospel is come unto you. And in, as it is in all the world. Let me read verse Let's read verse 5 and 6 together. Let's do it again. Verse 5 says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before? You heard. Has Israel heard? Yeah, they heard. You heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. You heard. Paul said, because I preached it to you. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world, Paul says. We went into all the world, all Israel. And this word, bringing forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard it and you knew the grace of God in truth. So don't say that Israel did not know. That's why Paul said, did they know? Did they knew? Verse 23. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. If you continue in the faith, because remember that's what God gave them. Grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, here it is, which you have heard. Did Israel hear? They heard. Which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Every creature that was in Israel heard the gospel. Whereof our Paul was made a minister. See, Paul preached the gospel, Peter, James, and John. I mean, that's why you, why you have them. Peter, James, and John went to all Israel. Paul went to Israel and the Gentiles. They heard, but they rejected the word. Now, what about you? Let's go to Acts chapter number 7. We're going to go to Acts chapter number 7 because I want to show you this appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ happened in the Old Covenant also. We, we, know, we know we can go all the way back to Adam. We can see that. But let's just start with Abraham. Let's go, to, let's go look at Abraham. Acts chapter number 7. And we're going to look at verse 1. From the book of Acts chapter 7 and verse 1. See, he appeared to Abraham. See, if you go back and look at the whole ministry of Abraham, the reason he left his people and country is because the Lord appealed to him. Here it is, Acts 7 and verse 1. Then said the high priest 
I'm sorry. Yeah. Then had said the high priest, Are these things so? And Stephen says, Men and brethren, fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. Isn't that something? He appeared to Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Charon. And this is why he left. Because he said to him, get thee out of thy country and from your kindred. Come into a land which I will show you. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and he dwelt in Charon. And from this, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land where you now dwell. And he gave him none inheritance. Just think about it. None inheritance in it. No, not so much to set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for possession and to his seed, which is Christ, after him. When as yet he had no child. Isn't that something? The Lord appeared to Abraham and told him to get out of his country. Go to a land that I will show you. And I will give you your inheritance for possession. Abraham didn't have no child. And the next verse says, And God spake on this wise, that his seed should sojourn in a strange land, which was Egypt, and that they should bring them in abundance and entreat them there 400 years. This is what God told Abraham. Did it, did it happen? They stayed 400 years. And the nation whom they shall serve and the nation to whom they shall be in bondage, who they shall serve, will I judge, said God. And he did it with ten plagues. And after that, they shall come forth and serve me in this place. Talking about the mountain. He gave him the covenant of circumcision. See, Stephen is, is ministering, telling them this is what God did. He appealed to Abraham, gave him the covenant of circumcision in verse number 8. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat the twelve patriarchs, the twelve tribes of Israel. And the twelve tribes of Israel moved with envy and he sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. Sold Joseph in Egypt. And the Bible says, but God was with him. He delivered him out of all his afflictions. Gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He made him governor over all his house. But the Bible said, now there came a dearth over all the land of Egypt and the Chaldeans and Canaan, great afflictions. And our father found no substance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first, the 12 tribes of Israel, sent them first. 
And at the second time, Joseph made himself known to his brethren. Joseph Kindred was made known to Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father to him and all his kindred, threescore and fifteen souls. Joseph went down to Egypt and died, he and all his fathers, and was carried out into Shechem and laid in the sepulcher that Abraham bought for sum of money of the sons of Emar, the father of Shechem. But when the time, this is the last verse, <laughs> hallelujah, but when the time of the promise drew nigh, but when the time when God promised, which God has sworn to Abraham, the people grew and they multiplied in Egypt. Till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dwelt substantially with our kindred and treated them our fathers. So they cast out their young children. The Bible said to the end, they might not live. Threw Moses in the water in which time Moses was born and was exceedingly fair and nervous up in the house three months. When he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up, nourished him in her own house. Moses learned the way of the Egyptians. See, you go and learn all this, but see, God is, this is the history of what happened to Israel. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Praise God. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. Because God has given us his word. I'm giving you the understanding of God's word, how to be saved. 1 Corinthians 15, moreover, brethren, verse 1. This is what the Bible tells you. 1 Corinthians 15, 1, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. He died on the cross. He was crucified. According to the Scripture, he was buried, and then he rose again the third day, according to the Scripture. And here it is. He was seen of Peter, then of the twelve. He was seen of above 500 brothers at once, of whom the greater remain until this present time, 2,000 years ago, but some had fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the twelve apostles. And Paul said, last of all, he was seen of him who was born out of due time. Hey, my time is up. The door of faith has been opened unto you. Salvation is when you believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Why don't you do it right now? Father, I receive and I believe you died for my sins. You was buried in my place and you was raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you as my own salvation. In the precious blood of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.